The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Payoff Pitch, the Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday, breaking down that day's Major League Baseball slate. I'm Colin Witcherch, Senior Editor at the Action Network, joined, as usual, by Sean Zarillo, Action Network Senior Writer. We're going to go through our best bets here in a minute. We're also going to fade the public. Check out the Action Network app. See which side all of the public bets and public money is on and whether Sean and I are with that or not. We're going to talk our favorite underdogs of the day, as usual, in baseball. There's plenty of underdogs with value. Which ones do Sean and I like the most? And then we'll wrap it up with some of our final favorite bets from today. But we will start with our best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. You trying to make an ass of me? Get on that bag! Sean, I am going with the Toronto Blue Jays against the fading, the struggling New York Yankees. Got rolled last night with their new trade deadline acquisition, Frankie Montes. Struggling yet again against Jose Barrios. Easy overcash in that game, by the way. Tonight, we've got Kevin Gaussman against Jamison Tyone. And Gaussman, you know, we've talked about Gaussman a lot. Cy Young value, probably not going to win it this year, but he's been, if there were an advanced metrics only Cy Young title, I think Gaussman would be the favorite to win it. If it, if it just had more to do with your expected stats than, than what actually happens on the field, he's sitting with a 3.16 ER rate, 2.83 XFIP. It's incredible. His strikeout rate is 28% and he's walking just 4% of the batters he faces. More specifically to this matchup, his split finger is going to be a really big deal. It only has a 172 expected batting average allowed, a 193 expected WOBA allowed, and he's got a whiff rate with it of 44.4%. 
the Yankees' offense, as we know, has been struggling lately, but still top of the leaderboard in most offensive stats over the course of a full season. However, the split finger is the one pitch. I don't know how much they've seen it this year, but it's the one pitch they actually have a ne- negative run value against. So I like Gaussman in this matchup. I like Gaussman in most matchups, and, and today specifically, even if the Yankees' offense is performing up to its capabilities, I think he has more than enough to get past them. Jameson Tyone on the other side, he's been pretty average. Uh, maybe a little above average for the Yankees, 404 XERA, 3.81 XFIP. However, the Blue Jays are third in WOBA and weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching, and they have a positive run value against every offering in Tyone's arsenal. Love the Blue Jays today. This game's close to a coin flip, according to the odds makers. You can get the Blue Jays minus 104 right now. Going to be taking that, also going to be taking their first five innings, which is juiced a little more heavily, minus 124. Like those as long as like like that full game money line as long as it stays in the minus one ten minus one fifteen range at shortest first five minus one twenty five is probably where I would cut that off. Sean, where are you going with your best bet tonight? Yeah, just real quick, I thought it was interesting while you're talking. I wanted to see who the war leaders were in pitching over the past two years. So going back to last season, it's about fifty starts, including this season. Gaussman is third in wins above replacement, and he's fourth in expected FIP amongst all pitchers going back to last season. So Kevin Gaussman, a clear ace, just getting a little bit harmed by his defense this season. My favorite bet for Friday's slate kind of went back and forth between my favorite bet and my favorite underdog, two underdogs similarly priced. We're going to call the Detroit Tigers my favorite bet for today's slate. First five to plus 105. I also like their first five spread up to minus 140 and their full game money line is well down to plus 108. Patrick Sandoval was expected to be a very good pitcher coming into the season, have projections as low as 3.5, 3.5 to 4 in terms of his ERA was the projected range, but he's pitched to a 4.5 expected ERA this season. His fastball has gotten absolutely torched. 411 batting average against the fastball, slugging percentage close to 600. Hitters are focusing on laying off of that changeup, waiting for the heater and crushing it. So he's having a lot of struggles since he has nothing to pair with his dominant changeup. Matt Manning on the other side of the matchup for the Tigers, 4.01 expected ERA in a relatively limited sample. But what I do like is that he's limited his walks in all but one of his outings. And the key here in this matchup for me is the Tigers offense. They have one of the worst offenses in baseball, but most of that anti-production is against right-handed pitching. 67 WRC plus against righties. That is last in baseball. It's 33% below league average but they're just 2% below average against lefties. They rank 18th in WRC plus against southpaw pitching. So they have a much, much better offense against lefties as opposed to righties much closer to league average. I like the Tigers here, particularly in the first five innings. As I said, plus 105, first five, spread minus 140, and then also their full game money line down to plus 108. I view them as having the better bullpen than the Angels as well. So I like the Tigers here in both halves. All right, moving on. It's time to fade the public. We, again, look at the Action Network app, see what percentage of the money is coming on one side, what percentage of the bets is coming on one side. It's not really a huge surprise today. We have the Padres and Blake Snell against everyone's favorite whipping boys, the Washington Nationals, Paulo Espino. You know, last night we saw the Nationals pull off a stunner. They won outright. Plus 310 underdogs tonight. They are similarly priced. They are plus 290 range. You can 
some plus 300s out there down to plus 285s. Padres minus 350, minus 360. I can guess where you're going with this, Sean. I'll let you go first. Are we fading the public and siding with the putrid, stinky Nationals, or are we betting the Padres tonight? Fading the public. I faded the Padres last night. Small, both halves, first five and full game, and we're doing it again tonight. I actually like Espino more than who they threw out last night, but I'm less interested in going against Blake Snell, so that's why I'm keeping the bet smaller because we do have second half Blake Snell pitching right now, and Snell is dominant in the second halves of the season. Not really sure what the difference is between the start of the year and once he gets settled in, but over his last eight starts since the start of July, Snell is a 208 ERA, a 2.5 expected FIP, and his strikeout rate is 37%. He struck out 67 batters in 43 innings. So Blake Snell is absolutely on one right now, completely locked in. But the Padres struggled to score last night against the Nationals offense. I think Espino can hold them down, keep this a tight, low-scoring game, and maybe they can pull out another tight, short, small victory in the late innings. So give me the Nationals or the uh, the Nationals here on the first five line to plus 265. The full game line, a bit short of a price target of plus 233. I like them in both halves, but I keep the bet small considering how well Snell is pitching right now. Yeah, I should mention the the percentages there for, for this game. We have 90% of the bets, 92% of the money on the Padres tonight. Not usually a huge surprise. The, the biggest favorite is usually the the biggest uh money getter essentially and and i'm with you sean on the nationals i hate betting on the nationals but if there's a pitcher on the mound that i'm gonna bet on the nationals with you know it's josiah gray and it's paulo espino i don't hate espino he's not terrible pretty uh pretty average this year 420 era 479 x era 431 x fip which is a little bit more promising he's along a 295 batting average on balls in play which is a little high but there's nothing no smoke and mirrors there. And what I really like about Espino is that he doesn't walk anyone. 4.3% walk rate. Um, Snell, you mentioned, second half Snell. You know, we should, if they could combine two pitchers in a lab, give first half Taiwan Walker combined with second half Blake Snell, I think he'd have the best pitcher on the planet. Someone to rival the likes of Jacob deGrom uh, put those two pitchers together. But I, again, I like the Nationals. Thing. I just think it's, it's a little bit too high given the pitching matchup between Snell and Espino. I don't think Espino is that significantly worse than Snell. Snell is obviously a very good pitcher, but we're not talking about betting on the nationals against Jacob deGrom or whomever tonight. Snell, Snell is fine. The issue with Espino is the home run ball. He allows 1.75 home runs per nine innings. So when he gets hit, it could be ugly if he gets hit. He's probably going to get blown up. But if he doesn't give up the home run ball, it's probably going to be a close scoring game. Definitely. But again, the Nationals, I just think there's too much value. I wish I had been with you on them last night. I didn't take advantage of that. I, I stayed away from that game personally. But going to be on the Nationals again tonight. We, we talk a lot about the fallacy of, well, the good team lost last night. There's no way they're going to lose two in a row. That That doesn't necessarily always pan out. So... Small bet, Nationals, plus 290. I'll probably be on their first five a little bit as well. Moving on to our underdogs of the day. We've already talked about a lot of underdogs today. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Sean is on the Tigers as his best bet, and that is actually my favorite underdog of the day. So I'll, 
I'll jump through this real quick. Sean went through a lot of it. Sandoval is someone who I've loved to fade a lot this year. 3-4-2 ERA, 4-4-8 expected ERA, and he's just walking the world. Walks are up at 11%, his walk rate. Matt Manning's had mixed results, but in his last two starts, he's made three starts um, since coming back from the injured list. And in his last two, he's had 12 strikeouts and 12 innings. Had a little bit of a walk issues, but I feel like as he gets more and more acclimated to, you know, up to speed, essentially, we're going to see a lot more out of him. You talked about that Detroit offense, obviously a lot better against left-handed pitcher pitching. And also since July 1st, he had 98 weighted runs created plus against lefties. So a lot more significantly better of late. And we talk about Detroit as having, you know, the worst offense in baseball, one of the worst offenses in baseball. It's actually been the Angels, you know, setting that arbitrary cutoff date of July 1st. The Angels have the worst offense in baseball by weighted runs created plus 73. Without Mike Trout, they've just been in the tank completely. I think the Tigers have the better starting pitching in this matchup. I like their offense better. Their bullpen has been okay. It's held up decently. You know, they didn't unload a lot of arms at the deadline or anything. They still have Gregory Soto back there. So yeah, Tigers full game plus 118, first five plus 128. Love those bets as an underdog pick. Sean, you've already given out the Tigers today. So where are you going with your underdog pick? Yeah, playing the Rangers the same way as I'm playing the Tigers, like the bets just about equally. And the price targets are pretty similar to the full game price target for the Rangers just a bit higher because of their opponent's bullpen, the Twins' bullpen being a bit better than the Angels' bullpen. But the Rangers' first five to plus 109, their first five spread plus the half run again to minus 140, just like the Tigers, same price target. And then their full game money line to plus 121 or better would be my three bets on this matchup. Martin Perez just projects for me as a better pitcher than Dylan Bundy. 2.8 ERA, so obviously Perez has overachieved the season relative to his expected indicators, 3.3 expected ERA. 3.76 expected FIP, so about a half run to a run differential between his ERA and his expected indicators. But Dylan Bundy, his indicators compared to Perez's are about a half run to a full run worse. 3.85 expected ERA for Bundy, 4.4 expected FIP. Best season of Perez's career in terms of strikeout minus walk rate. Changes pitch mix back to his old pitch mix. Went around the league after leaving Texas. Now they've got him back throwing sinkers the vast majority of the time. Got his ground ball right back over 50% has limited the home run ball against him. But with Dylan Bundy, he's actually been really struggling. Built up a lot of good stats early in the year. Now he's been struggling since the start of June, his last 12 outings. ERA closer to five. Expected indicators closer to five. And you see the way that the Twins are handling him, getting him in and out of the game as quickly as possible. He's not facing more than 18 or 19 batters in any start now. So once he goes through that lineup twice, they get him right out of the game because they know that there's a significant drop-off. Obviously, we don't get to benefit from that third time through for him, but I really don't think this has been too fantastic of a pitcher even the first couple times through the lineup. So the last thing I will mention here, both teams in their lesser split, the Twins excel against right-handed pitching, the Rangers excel against lefties, both teams getting the opposite hand in this matchup. So doesn't necessarily help either offense that said, I think that the Rangers do benefit more from what would be a lower scoring game, having the better starting pitcher. So give me the Rangers in both halves here. Again, similar price targets to the Tigers, just a slightly higher target at plus 120 for their full game where the Tigers were closer to plus 110. Rangers going through some some changes right now. Overhaul, Chris Woodward out. 
couple of days ago, John Daniels, team president for the last, what, 12 years or so out. It's funny, I actually, I went to uh, the the beautiful small town of Brownwood, Texas on Wednesday, my girlfriend's hometown, and visited her 80-something-year-old grandmother, who's a huge, huge Texas Rangers fan. And when we walked in, she had the press conference on from the, the team owner, firing Daniels, cursing the TV. They finally fired that asshole. So... And we, and we we gave her a, a Pudge Rodriguez bobblehead we got from Arlington uh, a few weeks ago, which she proudly displayed right next to her Adrian Beltre and her Elvis Andrus bobblehead and her signed Nolan Ryan baseball. So oh, man. Rangers fans have to be happy that there's finally a new direction in Arlington. I got a glimpse of it in small town Texas just the other day. Maybe they'll uh, they'll start turning things around here against the Twins tonight. We're going to have to start filming some MLB round robin videos with her, like Colin films with his grandmother. Absolutely. Yes. She's, uh, she's, uh, fr- from what I understand, she's always parked in front of the TV watching the Rangers. Their, their AC was actually out. Their AC was out. It's 110 degrees in Texas right now. And they, they didn't want to go stay at a hotel because they weren't sure if the Rangers game would be on there, which of course it would be, but you know, they're kind of old. Um, Priority. She, and and they yeah they they needed to stay somewhere there where there was a TV because Grandma needed to watch the Rangers. Hopefully she watches them win tonight. We can cash some money with them. <laughs> I'll be thinking about Grandma while I'm sweating out the Rangers tonight. Yes, absolutely. Before we get out of here, we're gonna roll through a couple of final bets from Friday's slate. I'll throw a couple out there. Not a ton to talk about. But I do like two other underdogs on today's slate as well as one favorite. Royals-Rays, actually probably the most underrated pitching matchup of the night. Brady Singer has been fantastic for the Royals. Going against Shane McClanahan, currently third in AL Cy Young odds. Obviously a really tough matchup for Kansas City. It's uh, their horrendous offense, their horrendous bullpen. But I do think this line is priced a little bit too extreme in Tampa's direction. So I see value on Kansas City. Plus 170, their first five innings, plus 160. Got Astros Braves tonight, probably a, you know, a potential World Series preview there between the Astros and Braves. Lance McCullers Jr. making his second start of the season after a prolonged injury against Kyle Wright. I like the Astros as underdogs here. Seen Wright battling a little bit of uh, injury issues the last couple weeks. McCullers looked solid in his debut, a little shaky, but I think that he's going to you know, start to ramp up as he gets more innings under his belt. And I, I just couldn't help but have my eyes widen a little bit when I saw the Astros as underdogs here, plus 105 for the full game, plus 100 for the first five. I would bet either of those numbers as long as they stay in plus money. Then on the flip side, one huge favorite, the Cardinals tonight against the Diamondbacks. Miles Michaelis, I have been trying to fade a decent amount over the last couple of weeks. His expected stats are not nearly up to snuff with his actual ERA. However, Cardinals have a significant advantage tonight against the Diamondbacks and Tommy Henry. Again, almost always betting the Cardinals when they're facing a left-hand pitcher, and Henry hasn't shown much of anything as a lefty this year, walking about as many hitters as he strikes out in a limited sample size. I think the Cardinals' offense is just on fire. They're going to keep mashing against Arizona tonight. I'll bet their full-game money line all the way to minus 180, or I should say it's at minus 180 right now. I would probably bet it up to about one minus 190. Their first five innings, minus 175, like it around that range. Sean, what do you got for your final bets on Friday? Yeah, agreed on the Astros. I view Lance McCullers as a better pitcher than Kyle Wright. And then you factor in the fact that Wright is dealing 
with arm fatigue, and that can certainly take a dip in his performance, a dip in his velocity. Like that McCullers had a tune-up start, too, before getting into this one. Walked a few guys, but should be better in his second start. Bit sharper. Astros, the plus 110 first five, plus 114 full game. Disagree on the Cardinals. I actually bet the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know Tommy Henry's a lefty. Strikeout and walk numbers are a bit discouraging since they're even, but the one thing that interests me is his expected ERA at 4.2 and his batting average on balls in play at 200, actually suggesting that it's been justified relative to ZRA, giving up a lot of weak contact. Seems like a bit of an awkward pitcher. Seems like batters have difficulty squaring him up. Maybe the Cardinals just absolutely crush him because he is another lefty, but Henry has some indications in his data that he's going to be kind of a difficult guy to project even though the command isn't great. Cubs and the Brewers, I like the Cubs in the afternoon game down to plus 123. Keegan Thompson has gotten hit a bit more of late, sort of alternating between good start, bad start, good start, bad start. Had a bad start this last time, so hopefully we get the good start today. XERA for him has climbed up to 4.6. I still like Thompson as a pitcher, though. We're going to bet the Cubs down to plus 123. The Marlins in the nightcap against the Dodgers. Got to bet the Marlins down to plus 200 here. Jesus Lazardo has been tremendous this season. 312 expected ERA, 3.2 expected FIP. The Marlins have him throwing his fastball less, his slider more, but the velocity on his fastball has returned not only this year, but even he's had an injury in the middle of the season, has come back for three starts, and his velocity rebounded right back to where it was. So good signs from Lazardo. The Mariners and the A's, I like the athletics here in both halves. We go against Marco Gonzalez a lot on this podcast. 418 ERA for Gonzalez. His expected indicators are about six tenths to three quarters of a run higher, closer to five. Strikeout minus walk rate for Gonzalez this year is 6%. That is half of his career average, having the worst season of his career, striking out more batter or fewer batters than ever before, walking more batters than ever before. So Gonzalez, a pitcher I want to continue to fade, view Oakland as slight favorites, if not at worst, a coin flip in that matchup. The Reds on the first five money line to minus 122. Graham Ashcraft been very solid this season, very high ground ball rate. Anytime he gets into trouble, he seems to get that ground ball double play to get right out of it. 3.9 expected ERA, 4.1 expected FIP. Compare that to Bryce Wilson, his opponent. Wilson's metrics, 5.5 and 4.6. So Ashcraft, the far better pitcher by almost the full run, if not a run and a half, according to expected ERA. And then finally, the White Sox and the Guardians. I like the Guardians on the full game money line as a favorite up to minus 130. Project Tristan McKenzie is a slightly better pitcher than Lance Lynn. Project the superior bullpen for Cleveland. And they're also in their superior offensive split while the White Sox are in their inferior split. The White Sox crush lefties, struggle against righties. The Guardians crush righties, struggle to a degree against lefties. And also, as I've mentioned before, have the lowest strikeout rate in baseball against right-handed pitching by a fairly significant margin. So once again, they're going to rack up that pitch count for Lance Lynn, get into that White Sox bullpen. And once they get into the bullpens, the gap widens even more than it does between the two starting pitchers. So I actually like the Guardians quite a bit. The projection edge is not as significant as I like it from a optics perspective. That said, I still like it up to minus 130 on the full game money line for Cleveland. You know, I like that we disagree on Cardinals Diamondbacks because that doesn't happen very often in this podcast. You know, people people listening out there, whether you're whether you're with Sean or with me on Cardinals Diamondbacks tonight, be sure to sound off after the game and talk junk to one of us. Depending, and I think it's practice. more likely to happen on a guy like Tommy Henry with a limited sample who we don't yeah. know as much about, who we don't have as many underlying metrics about. And 
the fact that I'm going against what is very obviously like a betting angle of the Cardinals against the lefties, I think that's where the disagreement is going to lie, which sure. makes perfect sense. Purely a projection standpoint play for me. Not a significant bet. If he gets blown up, totally fine with me. Just think there's a chance that this guy's a little bit underrated. The Diamondbacks were pretty aggressive bringing him up to the majors, and they don't have a lot of young starting pitching depth. So curious to see how he develops from for them just outside of this start, how he's going to look going forward if he's going to be able to hold down a back-end rotation spot for them in the future. All very fair and reasonable. So if the uh, if the Cardinals knock him out in the second inning tonight, be sure to tweet at Sean and <laughs> tell him how much smarter I am than him. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us today. Loaded 15-game slate. Loaded. Got through uh, as many games as we could in about 20 minutes. For Sean Zarillo, I'm Colin Whitchurch. Again, be sure to join us every Tuesday and Friday. We're here breaking down the Major League slate. We're getting into the dog days. A little more than a month until the playoffs get going. Some interesting matchups. Good luck with your best tonight, and we will talk to you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.